0: This is Leah Rance. And right now I had a very exciting press release come by and I knew that I needed to talk to someone about this. But this Thursday and Friday at the Martin Luther King Jr. Family Services building in Springfield, there will be a mural that will be painted. They say their names mural that will be a tribute to unarmed people of color killed by police. And on the phone right now, I have Ron Johnson. He is the director of Martin Luther King Jr. Family Services. Thank you so much for joining me today day. I wanted to, before we start to talk a little bit about the mural, I wanted to know um, what does Martin Luther King Jr. Family Services provide?
1: Well, the Martin Luther King Jr. Family Services is a multi-service agency. So back 40 years ago, when the agency was being conceived by a new pastor who moved to the city of Springfield, he recognized that there were, at that time, deficits in terms of community-based organizations that were providing educational, cultural, uh, organized sports and recreational activities for for children. And uh, once the agency actually opened up with an executive director, um, soon found out that we couldn't just have an agency that was focused solely on children without engaging their families. Yes. So a cadre of family support programs were engaged, everything from homeless services to mental health services. Family support is a big Um, piece of the work that we do in terms of working with families that may have been referred into by the Department of Child and Family Services. Um, But still, at the core, it's a lot of family um, support activities in addition to youth development activities, Uh, and that ranges from after-school programming to tutorial supports, college readiness, We actually do uh, a trip to New York for a historically black college um, fair. And then in April, we take these young people um, down to the eastern uh, coast, starting uh, with Maryland, to historically black colleges and universities. Uh, So we go to uh, Hampton University. We're on to Howard University, um, Morehouse College, uh, Spelman College uh, for Women, McCune-Cookman and so on, there, there are many of them, but we are providing an, an opportunity for young people and families to really um, be able to um, be empowered through the program and the services that we're offering.
0: That's awesome. I, I read that the family services have served more than 300 families a year, just a year, which is Amazing. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, actually, I can tell you that that might be some old data, but I'll tell you that our actual um, unduplicated number per week is 750 individuals.
0: Oh, my gosh. By
1: our programs. And, you know, I didn't mention that food insecurity and health issues are really very significant um, in, the, in the community that we're operating in, and really across the city. Um, but in particular, we are operating Uh, In Mason Square, which is a food desert, there are not mainline grocery stores. Um, There are dollar stores, and you can imagine what it would be like to have to shop at a dollar store for your nutrition. It's not going to be very good, not much access to to healthy food. So we really have taken that on as an issue uh, as well, and we operate an emergency food pantry. Um, that's very active every week.
0: Uh, that is seriously awesome. Uh, now, could people, if they wanted to do food donations, could they show up to the Family Services Building and and do that?
1: They, they absolutely could. Um, we, we operate one day a week for our Emergency Food Pantry uh, program, and that's on Thursdays. So tomorrow is the actual day, and we are uh, open from 6 a.m. until 11 a.m. Um, so during that time frame, Um, There are probably, on any given day, about 12 volunteers who have helped us to unload from delivery trucks um, somewhere in the neighborhood of three and a half to probably five tons of groceries that are distributed during that time frame. And of course, because of the pandemic and the number of layoffs, we are experiencing an increased number of folks who are taking advantage of the resources that we offer uh, at the agency.
0: Now, for those that are listening, the building is located at 3 Rutland Street in Springfield.
1: We're really right on State Street. So it's coming up from downtown. It's on the corner of Rutland and State Street. uh, But the largest part of our building faces out onto the State Street side. But we're just at that intersection. So we are the first building um, on the corner of Rutland and State. Uh, But it is located right at the edge of the campus of American International Colleges. But right on to what's happening on this coming Thursday and Friday is we have a nationally known uh, graffiti and mural artist who is coming in from New York City. His name is Wayne One, and uh, he has been doing graphic arts um, and all types of mural installations, um, more than 35 of them in the New York City area, but he's also internationally known also. So all over the world, he has been bringing his, his form of art. And we're pleased to have him come back to Springfield because he was actually one of the muralists who designed um, the artwork. Some of the artwork that you see in downtown Springfield, specifically at the parking garage that is to the backside of the uh, former, I think it was called Stage One. That that garage there uh, faces out towards uh, Route 91. You can see it from the highway, but it's a very colorful installation.
0: I was gonna say, was that, is that the one? Because I live in downtown Springfield, so is mm-hmm. is that the 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 one that's just the the array of different colors that are on the on the garage? Because I've seen that too. It's kind of abstract.
1: That's right. That's the one. Yes.
0: I love that. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's very vibrant. So he's accustomed to doing really large scale work. And I'm sure this is not the biggest scale that he's done because our building um, is two stories uh, high. um, But it is at the tallest point because we house a gym there. So it'll be on the upper side of the building. So it'll be very visible to folks who are headed north on, on State Street towards Boston Road.
0: That's awesome. And so this mural is going to be called the Say Their Names Mural.
1: This was inspired by the death of George Floyd. And we know what's happening in America right now, that there is a very obvious situation of unrest. And this has been sort of a powder keg moment in the life of America, where for hundreds of years, racism has flourished and there's not been a lot done about it. We've made some gains, but there's still so much more work to be done. So I just think that the tipping point was reached with this very graphic, Visualization of a man whose life was snuffed out um, due to the need of a law enforcement officer. and this particular piece is called "Save their Names." Uh, and it will detail of over seventy individuals who, in this past twelve months the wow. past twelve months in America, who have lost their lives due to police violence. Wow. so it's a it's a it's a humbling experience. For my agency, for my board of directors, and I believe for our consumers who are largely young people to have this um, installation done. And we're very hopeful that it will spur conversations um, that will flow throughout the community and those conversations just won't be kitchen table talk, but we'll be able to move into situations where we design concrete steps, efforts, and policies. To impact on the situation in our community, um, but uh, beyond our community also.
0: Yes, I I think that you really hit the nail on the head when you said it was a powder keg moment in in our country right now. This is this is history in the making, and yes, I I think that it's wonderful that we are going to have a visual representation. You know, not to be forgotten in years to come of, you know what I mean, the strides that are being made right now during this. So can people come to watch the mural be painted?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, the, uh, they'll, they're going to be um, consuming one sidewalk, but the sidewalk that runs adjacent uh, will be open. So if folks are wanting to watch as it's going up. There will be that opportunity for them to be able to do that. But as we say, you know, we want um, this to be a moment Um, where we begin to have conversations that move us towards healing, processing the emotions that so many of us are feeling uh, at this particular time, uh, gain some new understanding and inspire, consider efforts to eliminate individual systematic systematic racism. I mean, that's really what we're hoping to inspire. We know that art can be a powerful form. Uh, they say a picture is worth a thousand words. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It is true.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm so thankful that I was able to, to get you on my podcast to talk about this, and I, I hope to spread the word about this. This will be going on Thursday and Friday in downtown Springfield at the Martin Luther King Jr. Family Services Building. I just want to thank you again, Ron Johnson, for, for being on with me and for talking about this.
1: Well, Leah, thank you for being so insightful to want to make sure that your listening uh, public um, is uh, informed about good things that are happening in our community. Certainly, we hear enough of the news stories about the uh, destruction and the political tensions that exist, uh, but not enough do we hear about what people are doing to be able to foster um, some ray of hope. Um, and to take the angst and turn it into action that really then has a positive result that could be measured.
0: I, you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> I was so eloquent. I'm like, I have nothing to follow up with that. That's amazing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, bro. We're all, That's because we're on the same page, okay? Yes. We are. We are definitely on the same vibe. This, you know, at the time of this show, we are on the same vibe in terms of. Feeling perhaps um, a little like hollow, yes, um, because of what we're experiencing right now. But we have to move from that hollow feeling to a, a sense of empowerment, uh, and that that's that's gained by at least getting involved in a creative and productive um, way of calling attention, but coming up with some strategies that can begin in our own households that can begin on our own street, that can begin with our coworkers, with our circle of friends, is to have a discussion about it.
0: Thank you so much, Mr. Johnson, for for coming on. And, and thank you for everything that you do with the Martin Luther King Jr. Family Services Building. And, and just thank you so much.
1: Yeah, we we, we, um, we, we live to um, be the, the positive heartbeat in the heart of the city because Mason Square really is the heart. Of the city of Springfield, it's smack dab in the middle middle of everything.
0: You know, I'm going to have to come out, and I'm going to have to see that that painting. You know what I mean? I think it's it's going to be a very emotional experience for everyone involved. I'm sure to to watch it, you know, be put up.
1: Yes, so uh, you know, we invite your listeners to to stop by, um, you know, over the next three days or any time that they're in the neighborhood to drive by, come up State Street and turn onto onto Rutland or come up to Wilbraham Roadside and uh, take the turn on to Rutland on Street, and you'll be able to, uh, to see what this new installation is as it continues up from downtown Springfield. We have the very beautiful, fresh paint installation down there. That's just kind of uh, another way for us to spread that uh, those messages and that hope that those murals are inspiring in our city.